Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Monica, guess what I got to do today? What did you get to do? Your favorite thing. I got to wait in lines. <laughs> That's totally, totally my favorite thing, Nelson. Um, what lines did you wait in? Well, we got to do brunch. Uh, shout out to my friends, Emerald City. Uh, <laughs> shout out to our friends, Emerald City Eater and Miss Ninja818. <laughs> we got to do brunch at June Baby. I've been to June Baby before. Loved it. They have not. And we got some delicious sandwiches. They're some of the best. You can check it out in my story. That was part one of Lines. Part two was the flower box pop up out in U Village at K Banana. So we got mm. some donuts afterwards too. Yeah. yeah. If, if you guys didn't catch uh, Nelson's correction there, um, this is a, a recurring theme since Nelson and I have known each other. Nelson likes to own all of our friends. So even if it's our friends, he's just like, oh, are, are you talking about my friend so-and-so? Oh, oh, you mean my friend so-and-so, and it's still <laughs> our friend. So there's a little correction there. Um, he caught himself this time. <laughs> what, what can I say? When I talk about the Mariners or the Seahawks, it's my team. So <laughs> I'm very possessive when it comes to that stuff. Totally, totally. Welcome to episode 20, and we're off for this new episode. We got a great show for you today. Got an interview coming up and we'll tell you about, as well as some other events coming up this week as well. Monica, we have a couple recaps though. And one of the things is we did last Friday is a trip out to Gormando out in Clover Park. Um, absolutely. Uh, so we had a chance to uh, catch up with the staff and uh, founder of Gormando, and we had a tour of the facility. Um, we got to see some of the workers in action, taste some of the food, and uh, sit down for an interview with them. I love behind the scenes tours of their factories and how the whole operations works. The thing that I took out of that was that all the employees loved working at that company. Gormando is a service company that does catering, box lunches. I'm sure that if you've ever had a business meeting or some event, I'm sure you've had Gormando box lunches before. It was so fun. And Monica, I think yours and my favorite part is the box that comes with the silverware in it <laughs> oh yeah yeah i love that you know i mean i work in an office with a lot of folks and we have a lot of events whether it's meetings or you know groups of 20 sometimes hundreds and it's just the details that matter you know i i don't like it when um catering companies sort of just throw stacks and stacks of silverware and napkins into like a plastic bag or something and then you're supposed to figure out what to do i mean everybody knows a trick where you have like the one coffee cup that you stick the forks in upside down stuff like that but the silverware box is such a beautiful presentation and so simple but thoughtful in terms of the design of the box basically you open the box you do a couple folds and it looks like it, it's just beautiful it's just like it's ready to go for uh, for your service for your loan service exactly like i said it's so nice to have these catered foods out there and then at the end it's four red solo cups with a bunch of plastic yeah, silverware just stuck in the red solo cups, and I'm just, oh, man. what's going on here? This is so you ruined. I feel like, 
I feel like you're making fun of my barbecue that I have every year because I do the red solo cup with the forks in it. So I just feel like that's a knock on me well, now. There you go. And now, so now we can, per, I'll per, when we go to your barbecue next this year, I will purchase the Gourmando silverware set for you guys. <laughs> oh. In all seriousness, they gave us so much food. I gave mm-hmm. several box lunches to my friend um, mm-hmm. who I had lunch afterwards, mm-hmm. but they were so gracious and I can't wait to show us the interview in an upcoming episode. Me too. And I'm excited for folks to learn things that I never knew. And so don't think of it as just box lunches. There's a lot of great tidbits and things about the company I never known before. And really, it's just going to blow you away because it blew me away and definitely would impact my decisions about which lunch company to use. Yep. Yeah. As I mentioned on our Seattle Foodie podcast page or story, it's the hashtag not your parents box lunches. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So, Monica, what other things you got for this week for us? Um, let's see. You know, I get around here and there, um, but I think what I probably want to focus on is, is a business that I hadn't been to in a while. Uh, my friend, uh, shout out to Ace of the West, uh, was in town visiting. And actually, it's our friend, Nelson, our friend, <laughs> our Ace friend. of the West. Um, we actually had lunch at 45th Stop and Shop. And, um, you know, for those of you who have never been there, it's it's been a while. But back when the poke craze started getting started in Seattle, 45th Stop and Shop was one of the first places that was putting out really good quality um, fish and really um, solid bowls. And so we had a chance to have lunch over there. And, you know, so much has changed. Like I remember in the old days, there really wasn't any place to sit. There was just like, I think maybe two or three bar seats near the back door. Um, But they remodeled that area. So there's more seating. And I'm not saying it's a lot, but it's still definitely more. You can you can hold a handful of folks there, like 10 pretty comfortably. Um, So it was nice. Um, Also, the fish quality, still really great. Uh, Their bowls, um, just you know, I mean, it's it's just really great when businesses are consistent so that you have expectations and they're absolutely met. 45th Stop and Shop was the first time I ever ate a poke bowl in Seattle. So mm. I liked it. I've seen people take the poke bowls and then go to Gasworks Park because it's pretty yeah. close by. And mm-hmm. well, I don't suggest it right now in the winter time, <laughs> but when the weather gets nicer, maybe later in late spring or in the mm-hmm. summertime, I think that it's a fun night, fun weeknight mm-hmm. to do to grab a couple bowls and have a picnic out there. For sure. I've done that myself. And um, I actually do that all year round. So the weather doesn't scare me. I'm in parks all year round. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put on that parka and uh, thermal underwear and get out to the guestworks <laughs> and uh, say hi to Monica because she's out there. Yeah, too. <laughs> I'm out there too. Um, so <laughs> Nelson, what do you want to recap this week? Well, Monica, I just want to acknowledge all the restaurants and businesses who offered promotions and discounts during the government shutdown for all the furloughed federal employees. Mm -hmm. While the shutdown lasted 35 days, I just want to commend all the restaurants who helped out. Mio Posto, Kaladi Brothers Coffee, Great Harvest Bread Company, Piroshki Piroshki, RN74, Quality Athletics, and Southpaw Pizza were just among the many who were so kind and caring. And that's there's so many restaurants out there. I'm sure I missed some businesses. So to all you listeners, if I didn't mention a business, please let us know via Instagram. Nonetheless, please go out and support these local businesses who mm-hmm. helped out during those 35 days. They didn't have to do that. Helping out the furloughed workers, I, I thought it was a great gesture. And mm-hmm. if you can support them, that'd be great. 
Yeah, no, I agree with you, Nelson. In addition to a lot of folks who offer discounts, there were actually restaurants and businesses, even food trucks out there offering absolutely like 100% free meals for those who are furloughed with federal ID. And, you know, I mean, it, it sounds like a small thing. It's really not. I mean, when you think about like what any of us would do without like basically two paychecks, like right, you know, in the middle of like the holiday season going into the new year, that's a huge impact, you know, and, and, you know, people who are showing up diligently going to work and they're not getting paid for it or not being able to work, being told not to come in, um, all of those folks. And so um, thanks to those businesses. One of the restaurants I forgot to mention, I actually had lunch with a friend who works for the government in Seattle. We went to Bai Tong and Bai Tong was offering a free meal, anything on the menu, mm -hmm. uh, no matter what price, and a soda with mm -hmm. a government ID. And mm -hmm. restaurants like that, doing gest gestures <laughs> like that, I, it really makes me want to go back and bring business back to them. And, and another one that was offering 100% uh, free was actually Snout & Co. Uh, two days last week, they offered uh, federal workers anything on the menu for free, uh, just a 100% free lunch. And like I said, if I missed any other restaurants that were participating in these in the promotions, please let us know so we can give them a shout out. All right, Monica, we got a couple of events. We haven't done events in a while, huh? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, uh, you know, things slow down a little bit during the holidays so that everyone can... Uh, take advantage of uh, spending time with friends and family, but I think things are kind of picking up now. Yep, yep. We got past January, which I always call the syllabus month because everybody's trying to reset. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, <laughs> so not a lot of things. Thing. <laughs> yes, it is. is it I'm making it a thing. I'm making it a thing. I'm making. All right, thing. you guys. It's I'm gonna do a poll later on this week on our Instagram just to see if like <laughs> syllabus month is a thing. Do you know what? The, you know what I'm talking about, right? When you. Well, I know what a start... syllabus is. Oh yeah, I know. Of course, you know what a syllabus is because. <laughs> You know, the first couple of days of college, it's always you you're going over the syllabus, people are whether they should add or drop the class. So there's not really a lot of topics to be discussed during those first couple of days. And so it, like a new year, everybody's come back from work. They're not really like full bore into it. They're just kind of like easing their way back in. So it's a syllabus month. That's what I thought. Okay. You know? So I went to the wrong school because for my master's program, for the first day of class, we had to have read 500 pages and be ready to discuss it. Well, you should have done your research on what college you should have went to then. <laughs> noted. <laughs> so noted. <laughs> now I'm realizing I kind of got screwed on that whole college deal. <laughs> yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> That's why I'm just like, what does it mean? Syllabus week? Like, what is that month? What does that mean? Oh, um, yeah. Okay. So I never had that experience. <laughs> yeah, you need that You need that time to kind of ease into the classes. So mm -hmm. just like, you know, like I'm going back, I'm going to go back to the gym. I have to ease myself way back in. Like, I just mm -hmm. can't be benching 400 pounds right off the bat in January. I got to like mm -hmm. start with, you know, 300 and then work myself up. To <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Let's get back to the food. Okay. Back to the food. Um, what events we got here? Um, you want me to start off? Yeah, go ahead and start off because I'm excited for for this uh, free burgers or close to free burgers. Tell close us about to that. free burgers, yes, close to free burgers. So to celebrate their 65th anniversary, Dix is rolling back prices to 19 cents on their cheeseburgers and hamburgers on Tuesday, January 29th, from 10:30 a.m. till closing. 10, 19 cents is basically how much the burgers cost in 1954 when Dick's first started. And they'll be having this special at all seven Dick's drive-in locations. And there is a limit of one per customer. So 
load up your entire family, bring them on over and celebrate the 65th anniversary of Dick's Drive-In. Yes. So exciting. 19 cents per burger. I was... (laughs) I was with some friends and we were playing poker on Friday and I told them about this promotion and they were like, and they got so excited. Then I told them it was one per customer because yeah. they, were, they were like, oh my gosh, 19 cents. I'm going to buy a hundred burgers. <laughs> I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. You just can't buy $19 worth of hundred burgers. <laughs> not the, no. not, it's not that kind of promotion. It's not like those 49 cent McDonald's hamburgers like back in the day that you can purchase. Yeah. It's like, you, no, you got to bring co- some costume changes and get back in line. <laughs> yeah. All right. But what else do we got? That's awesome. <laughs> well, Monica, are you aware this coming Saturday, February 2nd is national tater tot day? I am now national tater tot <laughs> day. It sounds fantastic. So Saturday, February 2nd is national tater tot day. And in celebration, Super 6 in Columbia City will be serving special adobo tater tot nachos from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. And these tater tots are loaded. They've got adobo, cheese sauce, sour cream, and green onions. Mm. And for one day only, they are serving these adobo tater tot nachos. Have you been to to Super 6 before? I have. And I haven't been in a while. And I'm wondering if I should go on Saturday. But I think we have some events that day. (laughs) I was just thinking about it. We can still make it. It's not like this that far. But <laughs> no, it's not I haven't. Far. I too haven't been to Super Six in a while. I I love their happy hour. They they had some chasu barbecue wings that were mm-hmm. amazing, as well as some other stuff too. I think they had some pork belly at the time when I was there. Mm. And so, of course, spam masubi. I had to have some spam masubi there. No, um, um, yeah, I haven't been there in a while either. But um, I love their short ribs. Um, I love some of their brunch dishes. Um, I think, you know, their their dinner menu isn't that big, so I'm pretty sure like the last time I went with my family, we we got pretty close to ordering everything on the menu. Pretty close. Mm-hmm. We didn't quite make it, but um, we we like to try everything. And of course, I've seen on Instagram their Sunday brunch, their chicken and bubble waffles. Mm-hmm. They use like the Hong Kong. They make a Hong Kong style bubble waffle mm-hmm. instead of the traditional waffle, mm-hmm. and um, that gives it a nice Asian flair to it. And it looks so pretty. I mean, that's one of the, I, I still haven't gotten a chance to try it. So that might be on my list. Yeah. I haven't tried that either. Yeah. Monica, how about an ice cream event you want to tell us about? Yeah. I'm the perfect person to talk about ice cream since I am lactose intolerant. Um, I'm in denial about that. Everybody knows. Uh, but on Saturday, February 2nd from 9am to 2pm, Full Tilt will be celebrating National Eat Ice Cream for Breakfast Day. Have you ever had ice cream for breakfast, Nelson? Have I had ice cream for breakfast? Yeah. I'm I'm sure in my college days I've had ice cream for breakfast, but um, this is intriguing. Tell me more about this. Yeah. So basically, everyone can come down in their pajamas and have ice cream with free waffles while they last at the locations of Full Tilt Ice Cream. So the locations that will be running the special Capitol Hill, Ballard, and White Center. All of those three locations are going to open at 9 a.m. with coffee, waffles, and a selection of breakfast-inspired ice cream. So I'm really interested about these flavors. Uh, They haven't uh, announced the flavors, so I'm not sure what they are, but I'm thinking breakfast-inspired. Like, what could it possibly be? Oh, bacon and eggs ice cream? Yes. Yes. I, you know, you and I love like those savory takes on ice cream, just something a little bit different. I mean, I think it takes a lot of talent to pull off a savory um, inspired ice cream. Yeah. I mean, I, I can do, I can do a waffle ice cream too, or French mm-hmm. toast ice cream. There's, there's plenty of different options that, I, that totally. sounds good. And totally. full tilt always makes some crazy, crazy flavors. Yeah. 
I've been to my local grocery store. One of the first full tilt flavors I ever had was Thai tea ice cream. Mm. And I've been so hooked on that. <laughs> do you know that they make custom flavors, like whatever you want? They do. Yeah, I've heard yeah. about that before. Yeah. So basically, you know, you have to buy at least a gallon of it. But yeah, they custom make ice creams. Um, and so I've had some pretty wild stuff, <laughs> aside from what, what they make, some interesting flavors that um, I've yeah. teamed up with friends to, to try some different stuff. So they say really come down in your pajamas because I don't think they want me to come down in my pajamas. I don't <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what your pajamas look like, but my my pajamas are some like fleecy Hello Kitty pajama bottoms and like an old ratty like oversized t-shirt. <laughs> it's pretty much my pajamas. <laughs> so they really say that, but maybe I'm thinking, maybe they're talking to the younger crowd, like the toddlers okay. or something. Okay. I don't know. Who knows? Because I wear old, old, old t-shirts that I've hung on to for 10 years and there's like mm -hmm. more holes in it than a Hulk Hogan t-shirt. So, oh me too. I mean, there are holes everywhere. And then I, once in a while, I like to poke at the holes and just make the holes bigger and bigger. I mean, it's just like, it's like they're tattered. It's like, I just came out like a, out of a hole or something like that. I don't know. So I don't know. You know Maybe I should put on a new t-shirt. Right. Well, isn't grunge coming back? <laughs> well, grunge is flannel, right? That grunge isn't, grunge isn't holes. I thought, I guess I can keep these because Abercrombie and Fitch may have this like new fashion style because they have like pre-made holes in jeans. I guess they have pre-made holes in shirts I've seen, right? You so. know, those were all safe and contrived uh, the first time around. <laughs> they tried that, <laughs> the fake holes. The holes were cool because they were naturally occurring, not because somebody put holes in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty much all of our events. We've got three that we have for this week. And let's go ahead and go into our interview. Our interview this week is with Pam Montgomery, who is the founder and CEO of Chucker Cherries. Have you ever had Chucker Cherries before, Monica? I have eaten so many Chucker Cherries, you would not believe. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> They're so delicious. <laughs> so if you've ever had a chocolate-covered cherry or dried cherries at a party, event, or as a gift, chances are it's from Chucker Cherries. And in the 1980s, Pam was able to pioneer the method of dehydrating Northwest cherries using the cherry's own natural sugars without additional additives or preservatives. So a lot of people told her that in order to dehydrate cherries, you need to use those additional sugars and preservatives. But she was able to use those natural cherry sugars to make a product. And today their products can be found all over Washington, including Pike Place Market and in Prosser, Washington, where their headquarters are located, and also online at chucker.com. Here's our interview with Pam Montgomery of Chucker Cherries. I'm here with Pam Montgomery of Chucker Cherries. Pam, I just had a long talk with you and it was so much fun and I, I kind of regret not recording it now because it was such a lively and fun energetic conversation but thank you so much for being on on our show and tell us a little bit about Chucker Cherries and the history of Chucker Cherries. Okay well it's quite a story it started in my 20s I lived in Seattle uh -huh. and um, I was in uh, started several small businesses uh, went into residential real estate and commercial real estate because there was a downturn and banks were buying up condominium projects, taking them back. Mm -hmm. And um, married for the first time and on a weekend, my husband and I uh, traveled to Eastern Washington to the Yakima Valley, <laughs> a little town called Prosser. Mm -hmm. And impulsively, we bought the largest cherry orchard in the state of Washington. 
8,000 cherry trees. 8,000, okay. 8,000. Wow. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> uh, so, um, here we were deciding we wanted to start a family. We moved to this cherry orchard when um, my oldest daughter was two weeks old. Mm -hmm. And by the time she was two and a half, I had three little daughters because I had twins. Oh. And we didn't know what we were doing. So the first couple of years, we just lost all our money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do that either. <laughs> anyway, so every morning I'd walk, take the, put my oldest daughter in a backpack and the twins in the stroller. I'd walk the two miles around the orchard. And after harvest, which would happen in the middle of June for about 10 days, we, we would always just miss trees and lots of fruit mm -hmm. because it had to be picked really quickly Yeah. to um, be first in the market and to not let it get too ripe. And um, anyway, the leftover fruit would get better and better and better oh. as the natural sugar built it. Yes. And they'd shrivel up and I started thinking, why is someone not doing this? Because that was before the big dried fruit boom. Right. So I called UC Davis, which was the ag school at the time. Mm -hmm. Now, FYI, Washington State University does a pretty good ag program too. <laughs> but back then it was UC Davis. So I called them up, they said, and I had tested the sugar, it's called Brix, B-R-I-X, mm -hmm. and they were about 25, 26, and they said, the uh, expert said, they won't preserve. Okay. And I said, I don't know, I think they will. <laughs> so I put them in Ziplocs and dated them and put them on top of my refrigerator. Yeah. And couple years passed, they only taste better. So that was your version of research and design. Exactly. <laughs> Microbiology <laughs> testing. So um, anyway, and then later on, um, I, well, I started a little catalog, uh -huh. which was in those days just typed up with an artist that, local artist that drew pictures. Right. And honestly, I still hear from my very first customer, Oh, T.P. Schwartz from Rhode Island, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> who was passing through. Anyway, a couple years later, I decided I wanted to coat them in chocolate. So my idea of research, because I wasn't near a good library, was to just call AT&T information. Uh -huh. And I call, and back in those days, you'd get a live person. Right. And the two keywords were commercial or industrial. So I'd call up and say, is there a commercial or it might be industrial, chocolate manufacturer or scale company? Uh -huh. And that's how I found my first fruit scale, which is re really different than regular scales uh -huh. because um, they have to deal with the stickiness of fruit. Right. And it's how I found Guitar Chocolate Company, which is where I bought all my original chocolate equipment. Okay. And that story was great. Um, through AT&T information, they told me about Guitar Chocolate Company out of Burlingame, California, suburb of San Francisco. Uh -huh. I would always call up and ask for the owner because why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and most of the time in those days, I would get through. Mm -hmm. It was probably before a lot of robocalls. Yeah. 
and bots. <laughs> so I would get through, and Gary Guitard, the fourth generation owner, called, Amps picked up the phone. I told him what he, I was looking for, and he said, you're in luck. We just upgraded all our, the old world copper kettles uh -huh. that we've used for over 100 years are in our graveyard. If you fly down, you can take a look and uh, see if there's anything you want. Well, I did, and he sold me 15 Craftsman copper kettles, giant ones with motors, on a promissory note for $2,500. See, you don't have, we don't have that one-on-one -on -one personal communication now because it's all digital and everything. So right. I love stories like that. And it's like flying down to San Francisco to check out and buy all the molds and all of your equipment from there. Right. I think that just, it's a fun story to hear because basically everything now is like just done online and like you don't really have that interpersonal communication. And I think that, that I love, I love that story when you told us about it. Well, you know, it's, it's, True, and I think a lot of uh, Chucker was developed from this serendipitous meeting of special people. Uh -huh. Like another uh, very instrumental person in Chucker's development was Jim Hayes, yeah. who's um, actually renowned Northwest illustrator. He's probably in his 80s now. But back in the day, um, if you were looking at... Uh, any kind of wildlife illustrations, Jim Hayes was the Northwest go-to illustrator. Yeah. And he had this incredible eye for realism, but with a heart. Yeah, and, and he does all your cherry designs on your he, packaging and everything, He did right? them all. He did all our nuts. He did the original Chuckerbird illustration. <laughs> yes, and the raspberries, the pecans, the walnuts. The Bing cherries, the Rainier cherries, the sour cherries, the <laughs> berry clusters, the yeah. group of cherry clusters. They're all so beautiful. They These are. are yeah. And he gave me all the original drawings, so I have them. Oh. And they're all done with ink outline mm -hmm. and watercolor. Wow, beautiful. Yeah, gorgeous. So Chucker is celebrating 30 years? 30 years. Okay. And it, we're at the Pike Place Market location. And you guys have been in the Pike Place Market since 93, Three. 93. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, it's a beautiful place, you guys, should go check it out. Chucker, 30 years. What do you, what's in store for the future, and what kind of things you want to tell us for the fall and winter that you guys have for the holiday seasons? Well, Chucker now is, um, we have an incredible team of employees. Uh, I we, saw them, I was talking to them, yeah. some, some of them at the Pike Place, I was like, they're really, really friendly and great. Yeah. And well, and we, we actually make, which is unusual, everything we sell. Mm -hmm. We do all our own dehydration. We use just local fruit. Uh, we work with many of the same growers for, for years and years. Mm -hmm. um, we do all our own chocolate coating, make our own sauces. Our gifts are incredible, and nothing artificial is ever added. Mm -hmm. Many of our dried fruits do not even have uh, added sugar. And our gifts are awesome, and they really reflect the Northwest and the bounty that is just on the other side of the Cascade Mountain Range yeah. from the greater Seattle area. There's a giant fruit belt that extends from Canada and the Okanagan down through 
Chelan, Wenatchee, and down to South Central Washington, okay. where we are. Yeah. And I think the chocolate boxes are kind of one of your most popular things they you are. guys have? Our, our chocolate assortments, um, you can get uh, a box that contains three flavors, seven flavors, two, row, two uh, stacks of seven flavors, or over 20 different flavors in a two-pound box. And they are a hard-edge gift box, beautiful presented, always made fresh. Yeah, they look so beautiful when they, you saw them. They're just yeah, like, they're oh. gorgeous. I've been eating these trucker cherries for so many years now, and they're so delicious. And I, I, I'm, I'm so excited because I was just like, I've been <laughs> eating them for so many years. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is great. And I didn't even know. I was just like, I just, I'm just eating these chocolate cherries. And I was like, oh, I should one day just take a look and see who actually makes these things. <laughs> well, most people don't know that Washington State's the number one producer of yeah. sweet cherries in the U.S. Yeah. Lots of agriculture in, in, in the Washington State area. Tons. Yeah. Wine, uh, foremost in wine grapes, Concord grapes, blueberries, hops, if you like craft beer. Uh-huh. Your hops, you're probably flavored with local hops. Yeah. And cherries are such a beautiful and fleeting fruit. Yeah. What are some things that you see in the future for Chucker Cherries in the next couple of years? Well, we're um, our gift market and our online presence is really growing by leaps okay. and bounds. And where can, what, what's the online? Chucker.com. Chucker and Chucker is a little game bird. Little game bird. So it's C-H-U-K-A-R.com. Perfect. .com. Perfect. Where else can we find you on social media? Yes, we're on Instagram, Facebook. Perfect. Instagram and Facebook and under Chucker Cherries and just right. look through there. Pam, thank you so much for interviewing with me. I got one more question. Sure. Because we are the Seattle Foodie Podcast. Yes. I'm going to spring this on you. Yes. We always want to, we always want to tell our interview, we always want to ask our interviewers, what's good to eat? So what do you like to eat around the Seattle area that you can let our listeners know about? Are there any hidden gems or places that you well, would... Chucker Cherries. Chucker Cherries. I mean, come on. Any other restaurants or anything you would recommend? Oh, my goodness. It doesn't have to be in the Seattle area. It can be somewhere outside, too, or... Oh, I would, I would come to Prosser. Okay. And visit Wine O'Clock. Wine O'Clock. Okay. It's an incredible restaurant, winery. The Bunnell family owns and runs it. Okay. Susan Bunnell is was came from the napa valley their wines are excellent the food is really good okay and in eastern washington that's saying something awesome i love it what, what's good to order there what's good to eat oh, there? they have uh, an incredible pear pizza okay but really they're they're very seasonal oriented mm-hmm. and for dessert oh yes this is what i want to hear about select one of their daily seasonal favorites you get complimentary chucker cherries oh okay perfect perfect wine o'clock in prosser that's wine o'clock great next time i'm in prosser because i do go down there towards to visit friends in washington state and yeah out in pullman I'll, I'll check it out okay all right pam montgomery chucker cherries they're celebrating their 30th year anniversary and you can find them at the Pike Place Market. In the center of the main arcade building. That's right, center of the main arcade building. So as you're walking down, you'll, you'll see it. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
And that was our interview with Chucker Cherry founder and CEO, Pam Montgomery. Don't forget, you can get their products on Chucker.com as well as in Pike Place Market and Prosser, Washington. Monica, I got some great feedback from our last episode about the We In Your Hood Oh, great. Uh, segment. What was it? Yeah. <laughs> People loved it. And oh, really? they were telling us to do more neighborhoods. And <laughs> we, I, I saw a message earlier this week that someone wanted to do an East Side edition. Mm -hmm. um, they also another one in the Capitol Hill, as well as in Ballard. So oh. I think we're going to do a couple more segments in the near future about that. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. I mean, it's a lot of fun. I'm glad folks liked it and uh, looking forward to more. Yeah, perfect. Well, that's the end of our show today. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Monica, that was fun. And we're almost through syllabus month, just to let you know. Okay, syllabus month. I still remember you guys answer the poll. I'm just not sure that's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. I'm going to start making it a thing. I'm going to start trending it on Twitter. Hashtag syllabus month. <laughs> okay. That's it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening and happy eating, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.